Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Undersummers, a company founded by Carrie Ray. Their soft and comfy shortlet slip shorts will quickly become your go-to thigh-protecting panty for underskirts and dresses year-round. As someone who suffers from HS, as well as regular old sweaty thighs, I swear by Undersummers. They are the perfect solution for chafing, and my favorite part is that they explicitly don't try to pull on your tummy or restrict your waist. Their super soft laces, fabrics, and trims are carefully chosen to make you love your thighs. And their products come in tons of fun colors in sizes small to 5X. We love Undersummers, and we think you will too. Right now, SAF listeners can use code SAF10 for $10 off your purchase. And as always, free shipping on orders over $50 worldwide. Check them out at www.undersummers.com and use code SAF10. As a documentary of how feminism is being co-opted to just sell products, I found it very compelling. <laughs> what a fresh hell this is. It is real. Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss summer jams, nude underwear, and the movie I Feel Pretty. All right, y'all, we're back. Okay. Um, we missed you last week. Our mm-hmm. episode vanished? It vanished, and this time, like the first time, there was a lot of grieving. There was a lot of mourning. <laughs> like, April sat across from me while I, like tried three different programs to go like go through the SD card and Maria like coached us over the phone but this time I really just felt empty inside it was just over and it was like at the point in our production schedule where we could never re-record and we couldn't we didn't have the time just dead just gone and um now we're you know we're like a real podcast because it's like it's finally happened (laughs) so listen y'all have stuck with us and i deeply appreciate it Um, yeah what a sad time i really missed the people who usually listen and tweet us or instagram us about it i missed getting those i love getting those i love those it's really and just like the lack of them just felt like a larger sign of disappointment than telling us they missed it could have been you know they were just like the silent smoke volumes yeah wow Um, really sorry y'all and um we're back we're back and April, are you obsessed with the same things as last week or new things? No, I I changed them. Okay. Those are are dead. Those are gone. You'll never know what I was obsessed with last week. I don't remember. It was my friends because it was after my birthday. Oh, yeah. And like some song probably. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What are you obsessed with? (laughs) All right. First thing I'm obsessed with this week. So last weekend, unfortunately, I missed flyover because it was very 
ill. I don't have. To, I don't want to get into it. You don't want her to get. You into don't want me to just get into suffice it. Suffice it to say, it was bad enough after three days that April went to three different hospitals. <laughs> so. I went to the first hospital and they wouldn't take my insurance. I went to the next one and I left because it was honestly too dirty and I'm too good for that shit. <laughs> there was no they didn't soap, have soap in the bathroom. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Then I went to Cedar Sinai where I witnessed a woman carrying around a bag of her own vomit and then screaming every time she threw up. A man who had a bloody gash in his face asking for my phone number. <laughs> An elderly woman who had like slammed her own finger in the car door on her birthday and was like very fine with it, even though her finger was like hanging Jesus off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was just there, like, can you please just check my blood and urine? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, anyway, I did get through that experience. I am on the up and up. Am I totally 100%? Absolutely not. But you know what? <laughs> Jeez. I am doing my very best. So, all that to say, the first thing I'm obsessed with is my mother this week. So I just gave you that description about how I've been ill for the past like five days, right? So yesterday I get this voice shell from my mom just absolutely skewering me and like I need to share it. Your teeth brown. You hardly brown you brush your teeth. You need to take your time and brush your teeth. Take your time and brush your teeth. You know when people you talk, people are looking at your mouth and if you, if your teeth look yellow, they stop listening to you. Did you know that? The words that come out of your mouth now, they don't pay attention to it anymore. They just find that your teeth don't look clean. So you're, I don't get how intelligent, whatever come, that you, come out of your mouth sounds intelligent, they lose it. They don't listen anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> just an absolute roasting. <laughs> so I just, for no reason at all. My mother knows I'm homesick. She's like, by the way, your teeth are yellow. <laughs> like, why? Also, they're not. I mean, her teeth are very white. Like, my mom, again, my mom is like a supermodel. So she's always like, can you please be hotter? I'm like, sorry. But I just think it's so funny. I like, honestly, I'm obsessed with my mother and that she always just very much keeps me humble. She's like, I don't care how cool you think you are or whatever. Like, at the end of the day, your teeth are yellow. (laughs) You have room for improvement. Wow. So, um, I'm obsessed with my mother. I'm obsessed with that rude ass voicemail. Also, do I check all my voicemails? No. Do I check the ones for my mom? Absolutely. Yeah, same. (laughs) Like, Come on. My next obsession is a song by the ever problematic Azealia Banks. She is doing some more shit this week, oh, April. Are she's you in sure some you want to have here's her? Here's the thing. No, 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 no. I want to talk about it. Okay. I want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Because here's the thing. All I need to get through a summer is my pop hits to keep me going. I need yeah. my song of the summer, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, where I'm at a point with pop music where I have to stoop to the ever problematic Azealia Banks, who is banned from Twitter for bullying Zayn Malik from One Direction. Jesus. <laughs> Literally, for someone who has been consistently Islamophobic, homophobic, problematic on every single front. But all that to say, I'm forced to listen to the music of Azalea Banks this summer because my pop divas are not serving it up. Yeah. Ariana Grande, I'm adding you. That No Tears Left to Cry bullshit, I never want to hear that again in my goddamn life. April showed it to me after we <laughs> lost the episode because she thought it would cheer, cheer me up. Or distract you, honestly. And we just watched it and then I was like, I just feel more blank. <laughs> it made me so filled with rage. Here's what I have to say to all pop divas. Literally, Drake and Beyonce cannot do this by themselves. You need to pull your weight. This is ridiculous. It should not be May and we're really wondering what the song of the summer is going to be. Ariana Grande, you disappeared off the face of the earth for six months saying you were in the lab working on your goods and you bring that shit? Absolutely not. Tweet us your songs of the summer. And also, tweet us your thoughts about like 
consuming the media of problematic faves? Because do I feel guilty every time I give Azalea a click? Absolutely. Is Anna Wintour fire? Absolutely. I'm enjoying the tunes. But no, to be clear, I don't mean if your problematic fave is R. Kelly. That's yeah. not what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, do you still like Teenage Dream even though Katy Perry loves to wear cornrows? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where are you? Yeah. Where are you on the spectrum? Um, anyway, I'm obsessed with the problematic Azalea Banks' song, Anna Wintour, and that rude-ass voicemail, my mom my mom left me. Wow. She roasted the fuck out of me. Um, what are you obsessed with? Can I play that voicemail from my mom? Can oh we God, just please. do dueling voicemails? Okay, so I would say these two voicemails are like a really good encapsulation of the differences between our moms. By the way, I have three un- unheard voicemails from my mom. Oh, no. Well, Sophie, you're always worried about your mom's health and such, which is very nice, but you might want to worry about your mom getting arrested in this political climate. I just created an incident at Starbucks. So, I'll tell you about it when you have time. Bye. Okay. Iconic. Iconic. Um, Please give them a picture of Margaret for the people at home. My mom is a has a doctorate in British literature. Yeah. <laughs> she has a doctorate in 18th century British literature with like a minor concentration in French and American and also like other centuries literature. She also, when I called her kind of panicked last week, being like, April's not coming to Iowa anymore because she's in the hospital. She was like, okay, I'll get on a plane. I'm coming to mm-hmm. Iowa. I was like, I don't, it's okay. I, I am 27 years old. <laughs> but <laughs> um, both of our moms are like always there for us. Yes, love our moms. Um, Obsessed with our moms. Yeah. In the last episode, I said, I love my mommy so much, I would breastfeed if I could. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. That's the only thing I'm glad we'll never have to hear again. Keep it in, Maria. No. Um, my mom it loves, we love going antiquing together and watching the first 20 minutes of any movie at night before she falls asleep. <laughs> So sweet. Her one glass of white wine. <laughs> She's just like a good, like, bougie white mom. She's a feminist. Yeah. She's not about that bullshit. Oh, no. She's a hardcore white feminist. <laughs> but, like, hardcore feminist who's... Trying her best. She's, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, she's a white out. lady and she's a feminist. Yeah, she's great. I heard this voicemail and I was like, what? <laughs> and I called my mom apparently. This is because of obviously the like thing that happened in Starbucks a couple weeks ago where those two men were arrested for like absolutely no reason. And then people were like protesting and shit. And they are going to do that like day of training and so my mom was in a starbucks and she was just chatting with the barista and was like oh is this starbucks doing the training and like isn't it good that they're doing the training and blah 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 and then this lady behind her was basically like i think it's bad and like talking about how her daughter worked at starbucks and she would encourage her to report anyone because lots of black men have guns and homeless people are terrifying and they were probably scared for their lives and my mom was like arguing with her Mm -hmm. and then and apparently just at the very end, the lady was like, well, if my daughter was scared, like, she should call. Like, I don't want anyone to get shot in a Starbucks. And my mom the whole time had just been like, you don't know the facts. You don't know the facts of this. Like, you are wrong. And so after her, the lady said that, she finally was like, the only person being scary in this Starbucks is you. And Ooh, <laughs> she snapped. <laughs> Tell her, Margaret. That's her going the fuck. Oh. literally like as she's stirring sugar into her like vanilla latte and then she's like turns and leaves and when she told what me about it, she was like they're gonna kick me out of scottsdale 
I loved that story so much. I'm very proud of her. I am too. Margaret's really not about that life. She's not. <laughs> at all. She's like, whatever. I like, when I was home this last time, I explained what turfs are to her, and she was like, why would anyone do that? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, different tone of voicemail, but just like, you know. Oh man. Those Love are our moms. moms. Love our moms. Happy um, Mother's Day. Yeah, I know. My gosh, do you have something for your mom yet? <gasps> Shit. I gotta write that down. I gotta send something to my mom. Um, so <laughs> the other the other two things, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to two of my favorite Instagram accounts. Number one, hey Gemma Flack. We'll put this in our show notes, but she is a um, I think Melbourne, 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 Australia, Australia based, um, I believe Narm slash Melbourne. Cool. I know. She, um, does really cool artwork and zines and tattoos. And I have a lot of like, you can order, I found her a couple years ago through Etsy actually. All right. Um, and she has a lot of like cool stickers, um, just with like different kinds of women drawn mm. in them and like. I have a couple art prints of her stuff, and I just really like it. I think she's really cool. And then the other one is, like, my now IRL friend through Twitter slash Instagram knowing each other, um, Gabby Herstick, at Gabby Herstick. Her Instagram bio is the witch Carrie Bradshaw of L.A. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, she's Latinx, and she does a lot of really cool, just, like, witch stuff. She writes for Ella Giggles a lot. She writes for Nylon a lot. She's a book that I have pre-ordered for, like, months mm-hmm. that's coming out it came out in uh the uk already and it's coming out in the u.s this fall i just love all her shit she's like has half of her head shaved and she's always like embracing my inner power like like i just love her (laughs) she has really good vibes dang she's good vibes um yeah and so i just want to shout her out because i love her and i want more people to know about her work finally i'm like i said before i'm was going to read Summer of Jordi Perez, and now I'm about halfway through it. Woo! And I'll update you at the end. Oh my gosh. I read wait. it on the plane my entire way to Iowa, which took like 10 hours <laughs> with my layovers. So you had time. I did have time. Amazing. I am enjoying it, so we'll see. And now, for the sponsored portion of I'm Obsessed, let's talk Tomboy X neutrals. Let's do Are it. Are you ready? I think we should tell the people all about our little photo shoot we just did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so you... People, yes. listen. Y'all, family. It just feels fake for me to say y'all, but, like, I gotta learn how to say it. Sometimes it really sounds natural coming from you. I think you just gotta commit. Y'all. Yeah, that um, sounds fine. Okay, so, <laughs> Tomboy X just came out with this new line, you okay? Hit the mic, sorry. Of neutrals. We both got neutrals in our skin tone. Mine is, like, a little bit off of my skin tone, but only because my skin is so, like, red all the time, I think. <laughs> She's, like, a blushing snow white, like, at all times. Just very, I mean, snow pit blush. The underwear is the color my skin is when I'm not flushed. Yes. And your underwear pretty much is the color of your skin. So this is the very first time in my life it's I have cool. nude undies i am so excited so if y'all are interested in looking at their spectrum i am color number two which is the second from the darkest and that never happens color number five and just like the fairest the fairest of them all (laughs) so pale um i really like the cut of this bralette it's like a soft bra yeah it's a bralette Mm -hmm. it's um different from the other essentials one that we have from them Mm -hmm. i like this one too it's got like a cute little cutout and like a cutout 
I usually hate a cross back because it feels itchy, mm -hmm. but the material that they make their bras and underwear out of really is like very soft. Which they is call very it, true. Yeah, they call it micromodal fabric. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I do know that I have hated every other cross back bra yes. I've ever put on. And this one is very comfy. I mean, all their stuff is extremely comfy. It's real. Like, we don't say things in our ads that are not true. We would never. It's very comfy. And also, like, I do also really like the um, bands on their stuff. Totally. Like, it keeps it up, but it doesn't feel, like, ouchy at all. And also, mine have never got loose. Like, no, I wear same. my white one and my black iconic bra, like, pretty much whenever I'm in the house. Yeah. And they have yet to stretch out, which is super dope. It'll be cool to have something that's, like, cute and comfy. Yes. And the color of my skin. And actually, like, stylish. Yeah. It's, it's sleek in a way. Yeah, as someone who has at least one large breast, <laughs> it is supportive while also not, like, it, there's no underwire, but I do feel, like, held up where they belong. You know what I mean? So I'm super excited about how inclusive the neutrals line is. Like I said, my shade is not the darkest color, which never happens. Not in makeup, not in underwear, not in anything. Yeah. So this is incredible. Um, check out our Instagram post where we're trying so hard not to be awkward for being so naked. <laughs> I do think we yes. look like we were shot by Petra Collins which a little bit. Which is always like the goal. It's like ideal. Soft, so natural. Like, yeah, go on over and leave us a nice comment. <laughs> we do not <laughs> <laughs> we really do love the line. It's just, wow, shockingly yeah. nude. Shockingly nude. Shockingly nude. But super excited about the line. And if y'all buy it, please take photos and send them to us and let us know what number you are. I love this game. Okay, yes. Check out our code SAF15neutral. Neutral singular. Neutral. SAF15neutral for 15% off your very own flesh-toned undies. <laughs> yeah. Flesh. Okay, let's move on to some Apple Podcast review shoutouts. Y'all know the drill. One day we will be featured on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. What will that mean? Nothing, but uh, it'll all have been worth it. <laughs> we want to be new and noteworthy. I There's just... some people on that list that I'm not going to name names who clearly don't deserve it, and some people who aren't new. They're not new, and I won't name names, but you know who you are, and quite frankly, we've earned this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it really pisses me off. Okay, well, thank you so much to these people who are supporting our and specifically April's strong wish to be <laughs> on New and Noteworthy. JSD1030, Trish the Dish33, Holly Joy Joy, Lucy in Bookland, Emily13, Laura underscore Ellen Parcel, that's our friend, and Abby Dorning. Thank you all so much. You're contributing towards April's dream. One day we'll get there together. And it'll be because of you. Yeah. <laughs> Not crying. I said I wouldn't do this. Um, <laughs> And now we have our Patreon shout-outs. These are the people who are chilling like villains. Remember that from 2005? <laughs> chilling like villains with us at patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. We got Ashley Newhouse, Val Montague, Cheris Mitchell, Kaylee Laporta, Rachel Bishop, Laura Gregg, and Jennifer Gabrius. Some corrections or news. Um, just as a reminder, we are coming up to our season two summer break. Um, we will be back with season three, never fear, but we need a summer break so we can like catch up on responding to your emails yeah. and like do, do some, we have some extra cool things planned for our patrons this summer and we just want to spend some time getting like those interviews together that we've been trying to collect that you all have been suggesting for us. Um, again, season three, we want to do some more reported things, some more interviews on 
identities and topics that we don't have so that we can um, do some more inclusivity in our body positivity. So keep sending those suggestions over and also just trying to get everyone prepared. Every yes. time we talk about this, I do get sad Instagram messages about Absolutely. it. I'm very sorry, but we do need a break. <laughs> <laughs> we do need a break, but we would never leave you. We're we coming would never back. abandon you. I know you've been hurt before. <laughs> but There's not plenty this of time. podcasts that are like, we'll be back at some point and then never they never come, come back. back. It's happened to me so many times. Yes. We will not do that to We're you. We're do that. We love y'all too much. I love getting your dream episode requests in our inbox. Oh my inbox. gosh, me Please too. Please send, what is your dream SAF episode? Is it, I don't know, us watching the Lizzie McGuire movie and like describing it in detail for no particular reason? I don't know. I'm not saying you have We're to We're going to do that, that for the patrons this summer. <laughs> you agreed to that? I yeah, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Kat at Palo Vida and Cake Plus Size Resale. I got to meet Kat this weekend at Flyover Fest. She's lovely. She's awesome. I love Kat. Shouts to Kat. Shouts to Kat. Um, and Cake Plus Size Resale just won 20 2018 Best Boutique in the Twin Cities. We're very proud of you, Kat, and um, Cake Plus Size Resale. Cake is one of our sponsors, and we love Kat, and we're just very happy for you. Go check out their website for shopping online, some cool vintage and, like, resale stuff. And also, if you're in the Twin Cities, go see her. It's in Tangletown. Okay. Um, a correction. Uh, this is a hashtag. Sorry, Lindsay. Sorry, I Lindsay. was told by three members in the Facebook group, and also Lindsay told me immediately. She like texted me. <laughs> so like, this is sorry. I confused a bunch of Jane Austen things, and I was trying to say the book that Lindsay likes. Okay, so the book that Lindsay likes that she's lent to me and is always like, oh, you haven't read it yet? And I'm like, no. And she's like, you're missing out. <laughs> it's called Mr. Darcy Takes a Wife. I think it's just like pure Austin erotica, basically. <laughs> I think it's like just about them having sex after they get married. Incredible. Um, apparently, I also confused it with a mystery novel called Death Comes to Pemberley by P.D. James. And then there's another Austin thing called Lost in Austin. Okay. Which I haven't seen, but it's a movie. And it's not Austin Land. It's not Austin Land, which I've also, which I have seen. I've seen that one. I liked that one. Me too. And I also. Like the YouTube series. Yes. What is it called? I can't um, remember. It's called the Lizzie Bennett. Yes. The Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Hell yeah! They're I was really subscribed. Oh my god! I was they so were into so good. It. And then there's also a movie that they did that's on Netflix. That's like um, her unfinished novella adapted into a movie called Love and Friendship. Mm. And I also enjoyed that movie. Um, so hashtag sorry, Lindsay, that I messed up the name of the book. Um, and then finally, just just a little newsy piece. If you go to my Instagram bio, you'll be able to click through to the piece I wrote on internet memes for The Verge. I am a freelance writer. <laughs> Why'd you cipher? Why'd you say that with a question mark at the end? Because, like, it's hard to be a freelance anything. Yeah. Like, at least with the podcast, we have a weekly output. Mm-hmm. All my friends who I know who are freelance writers, it's like, you never feel like you're making it. Until you have, like, a f- more full-time job, except except for my friends who are like, I'm actually making all my money through writing. But it's like they never sleep because <laughs> they're just, like, working all the time. Yeah. So it's hard with freelance writing because, like, I don't make all my money from it. But, like, I'm very proud whenever I do publish an article that, like, I want to share around that's not, like, content writing or something mm-hmm. like that. Which is also not bad. It's just, like, you know, for, like, companies or whatever. 
Yeah, so I wrote a piece for The Verge about internet memes and about the meme called Absolute Unit and just, like, how we should be researching the origin of memes. And I got rude emails about it from men. (laughs) Which is (laughs) how you know you're doing a great job. And I got one nice email from one lady who did not expect a response. Julie. Julie was just like, I liked your article, thanks. And I was like, wow, thanks, Julie. It will be in the show notes. It's a truly great article taking a closer look at memes. Um, Sosa, great writer. She is a writer. (laughs) Check it out in the show notes. Thank you. Okay. So, and as usual, just a shout out to our lovely Facebook group. People have been giving me amazing tips on how to recharge. Some people just sit in an empty room with no phone, (laughs) which is great, but I don't know if I can do that. That's true. I I mean, I have found that, like, I feel much more recharged after not looking at my phone. I mean, the thing is, I... It's not like I'm always on Twitter or something, but I even need, like, background music. Like, I just need something. Yeah. And I, like, to just sit with myself... It scares me, but I think I would feel recharged if I tried it. People are also talking about crafting their new body posse tattoos. Um, After our last real episode, a lot of people were talking more about the it's okay you can ask about having conservative or Trump-supporting family members and how they deal with that. (laughs) People are very proactive and caring in the Facebook group, which I really like. Like, I usually do a Friday self-promo post, and I was traveling and forgot about it, and then I went on the group Sunday after getting three hours of sleep the last two nights and I saw somebody already did the post for me and I was like honestly choked up I was like thank you I did it y'all are so sweet yeah so join the Facebook group by becoming a member of page our Patreon at level team Paisley Moomoo okay which is what I wore all weekend when I had a fever April <laughs> a Paisley Moomoo please take care of your body I'm trying so hard okay we should really get to the meat of it don't you think yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. The meat of it. This week on The Meat of It, because y'all asked... Repeatedly. Repeatedly, and because we did DM'd fuck up last week. on every platform. And because we love you. <laughs> We're talking about the movie I Feel Pretty. And a couple other things, so don't click off if you don't want to hear about it. Because <laughs> we would understand if you didn't want to. Um, we drove our fat asses to the movie theater and deadass paid money to see I Feel Pretty. <laughs> Literally, can't believe it. Also, so first, during the movie, let me just know, I thought Sophie was just like, whatever, I hate this, I'm writing an email. <laughs> We were taking notes, and then I started taking notes, too. Oh, my God. Um, Where do we begin, Soph? Okay, so I just want to say I feel full shade at the people who I know who have posted about how it's an important lesson. Oh, yikes. Or feminist (laughs) triumph I've seen. It's like, what? Yikes. Reevaluate your politics. Like. Please. Jeez. Okay, so we're going to spoil the movie for y'all just so you don't have to go see it. By the way, you're welcome. Do you not spend $13 on this? No. Yeah, we spent 10 at a matinee, and that was too much. <laughs> okay, first of all, I would like to say I love A.D. Bryant. She's who I, she's like literally my role model. She's, she's who also I want to be. Who you, she's already who you are. Like, like, you're the same person. She is from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I have mutuals with her. <laughs> um, she's so funny. She's so cute. Yes. I will still love her. No shade to Aidy for being in this. No, but it's not great. (laughs) It's not great, and I do kind of resent her for being like, "No, you don't judge it till you see it." Here's the thing: is that maybe this is really the only script she's ever been offered where it's like she doesn't have an insulting role. Yeah, you know. So I will say that, like, Aidy Bryant's role as one of Amy Schumer's friends 
is like to me the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. She's got a cute little character. She is never told she she's too fat or she's like not attractive because she's fat or anything. Um, she's just kind of like herself, and she's just like that's you're being weird. <laughs> and then she's just like fine, but like it's not a huge role, and it does not redeem the movie for me. But I just do yes. want to say that like her role as like a chubby friend is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We did cover this episode or this movie a little bit in our episode state of the fat union when the trailer came out and everybody was freaking the fuck out and we watched it and we were like, it's not gonna be good. So we have thought about this, but I wanted to just touch base on like being a person who's consuming media at all times. What before you walked into the Baldwin Hills movie theater, (laughs) like what was buzzing in your head about this movie? What did you expect? I expected it to be a movie that that tried to give the message that all you need to do is be confident and be yourself yes. and you'll be fine and to ignore the realities of structural privilege <laughs> and i was right i would say that because of the trailer and also the backlash after the trailer came out i was expecting the movie to be more explicitly quote unquote body positivity like the way that body positivity can be marketed in a way that is like watered down that we've discussed earlier in the podcast to be more like consumable or whatever but it really is not even about that like it Mm -mm. like touches on it but it's more just about a woman who like has really low self-esteem is also like kind of a piece of shit in general like kind of a selfish monster and then just thinks she's hot like and the body is part of it but also kind of not yeah so it just made it sloppy honestly yeah I, I weirdly thought I would be offended by it. And I wasn't offended. It was I too sloppy. I, I thought I would be offended because their trailer really, really made it seem like most of the jokes would be like, look how ugly she is. Yeah. Isn't it funny that she thinks she's hot? And that's not exactly the joke. I, 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 there is one scene where I think that's a joke for a couple minutes. But it's yeah. more just, oh, this lady's acting weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the movie. Yeah. Um, we'll give a little synopsis for people who have not okay. been like forced to watch this trailer several times. So Amy Schumer is a blonde white woman who's about a size eight and she lives in New York City. She bumps her head at Soul Cycle and wakes up and thinks that she is quote unquote beautiful. Please note the movie never shows us how she sees herself. Which I think actually I appreciate is it. a good thing. I think so too. I don't yeah. want a shallow how situation. No, 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 please no, don't, no, please no, don't, no. please don't. Reverse shallow how. Um and then she moves to the world as if she's a supermodel and you know, people think she's acting a little loopy. She gains the confidence because of that to, like, apply for her dream job, a secretary. At a, at a fashion line, a it, makeup line. It's, but it's not, it's like makeup slash skincare slash, what is it? Just like a Just beauty like a brand. beauty line, yeah. yeah. The, she gets a job because the, the head of it is, like, inspired by her talking about confidence, basically. And then she rises up the ranks because she, like knows how average girls like to do their makeup and their this luxury brand is launching a or a lower end line um and she is the only one who works there who is like not super super rich and so she gets to like advise on it and then um she's continuing to do well she like goes out with this guy starts to date this guy embarrasses herself a bunch of times but she doesn't know it and then on a trip to make the big presentation for the business she hits her head again and then is oh no I'm not beautiful anymore um in the meantime she's like been super rude to all of her friends and then she hides from everyone and then finally 
um, while she's making a presentation for the company, she realizes that it was, she just looked the same the whole time and she gets her friends back and her job back and her boyfriend back. And that's the end because she finally realizes. And she gets a promotion. And she gets a promotion because <laughs> she finally realizes that the only thing that changed was that she saw herself as beautiful. Yes. And she gives a whole very convoluted speech about how, like, if you see yourself as beautiful and if you, quote, want it hard enough, you can accomplish your dreams. Which, yeah. all right. Okay. So that's the synopsis. <laughs> so let's get into it. Okay. So. <laughs> Ridiculous movie. Can I just make a couple other complaints besides the please, political part please of it? Please do. Okay, number one, her job makes no sense. <laughs> she has to send the traffic reports to corporate. <laughs> Wait, so does that mean like, okay, how many people clicked on their Instagram? I she guess just so. looks at the traffic tab. And then send, she has to take over a printed out file of it <laughs> to the main office. Like, this makes no sense. Her job makes no Wouldn't sense. Wouldn't the social media manager also track traffic? Yeah. She has to send the traffic report. I'm just like, this what? is lazy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, that makes no sense. Um, number two, she applies for a job, and then the CFO calls to bring her in for the interview. Again, has did anyone who write this movie ever have a job? Ever have a job, ever speak to a woman? <laughs> this is not how it works. Anything. Okay, number three, they call her as the one from the online division. Like, it's so out of touch. It's <laughs> Like, did they eat? I'm just. You could at least Google. You could watch a YouTube video. Okay, and then also just like the whole idea of having, um, like a high end makeup company make a like a a line for Target is basically the point of the movie. That's not what happens with luxury makeup brands. The point is that they're inaccessible. That's what makes them luxury. This really triggered you during the movie. I just made me so mad because I was like, you can't make a movie where like part of the point is that she's, it's like supposed to be a metaphor that she works for a beauty brand that's learning how to market itself to the average woman and not know how beauty brands work. (laughs) But a man wrote this, so. There's no reason for a blush to cost $150. (laughs) There's no real reason. And yet, sometimes they do. You know why they cost that much? Because of the cachet put around the name of the brand. Because they have a fancy package, and they have a fancy model, and they've marketed themselves as an affluent-only brand. A luxury makeup brand does not create... (laughs) A drugstore line. That's the whole fucking reason they can charge that much money. This took so straight out of the movie. So and please know, we pull up a smooth 20 minutes late on not it ready just for the bullshit. makes no sense. She sits down. This storyline's introduced. She's out of it. <laughs> just, <laughs> she it checks just out. She checks out. shows such a lack of understanding of anything yes. about the business that they're trying to write in. Anyway, um, other gripes about this movie. Okay. Soph had turned around at this point to angrily write her notes, but there's a scene that starts with her just taking a big bite of lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> That is, I will say, like, Amy Schumer in her show and in the movie, she's always like, I'm kind of fat. And I'm like, you're not, girl. You're not fat. You're not not even an in-betweeny. You're solidly straight size. So, like, please stop pretending that you having one role. It's, like, just literally the same to me as, like, the way body positivity is complained about now because it's on Instagram. People being like, I'm so brave. I'm sitting in this photo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instagram, real life. Yeah. Like, like, hunched over. Nice. You have, like, one little pooch. 
<laughs> so brave. But I, okay, but I do I do think it's interesting to explore. A lot of people online were saying like this movie would have been a lot more meaningful if the character were actually fat. And like while it did annoy me that Amy Schumer is not I'm fat. I'm glad she's not fat though for the jokes. If for the, the jokes, jokes. Because the jokes then the jokes really would have been isn't it funny that this fat girl thinks she's hot. Totally. I think it it would have for a movie that's very muddy would have further muddied it. it yeah, I whatever agree. they were trying to accomplish. I don't think it would have been helpful. I don't see how it would have been helpful. I think the people think that because they really think body positivity is, I'm fat, but who cares? I feel good. And so they're like, well, the point is that she's fat, but she's not fat, so it's confusing. I'm like, no, that's not the point. That's not the point. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, it's because people think body positivity is just self-love. And as we have said many Many, times, many times, times, body positivity is about making the world more equal for all kinds of bodies. It's about erasing the ways that people treat marginalized bodies to make things more equal for everyone. Self-love is about self-love. Absolutely. If you get into body positivity, usually you get more into self-love because you start like finding that the things you believe politically help you be kinder to yourself. That's not always true. And also, like, sometimes you can believe really strongly in body positivity and you're still like, I look bad today. Yeah. And that's fine. I did that an hour ago. And it's also not the same. <laughs> it's just, like, not the same thing. Being, like, a little bit insecure about something or even, or even like, struggling with things like body dysmorphia or mm-hmm. whatever, that does not, like, as long as you're not, like, and so therefore I should be treated differently. Yes. Then you're fine. But think about how dismissive. So, okay, we'll, we'll jump ahead. We're going to jump all around. Y'all are not going to see this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> The climactic part in the movie is she's on stage, like Zoe said. She's realizing that she's looked the same the whole time. And she has this triumphant moment where she realizes, like, hey, it doesn't matter what I look like. And I feel like that is the takeaway from this movie. And that is so dismissive. I agree. Of especially super fat people and also just, like, anybody who lives in a body that would be considered marginalized well, in any way because what it's saying is like all the re- all the reasons that it could be harder or you could feel bad about yourself you created for yourself and if you believe in yourself hard enough then it'll go away which doesn't so make sense i wrote down she says these things happen that make us question ourselves no specific except <laughs> for someone being mean to her on a playground yeah she did say these that. things happen what if we didn't let those moments get to us Again, saying it's your fault for feeling bad about yourself. What if we didn't care about how we looked or sounded? So, again, it's just, like, it's this whole, like, self-empowerment kind of, like, bullshit take where Mm -hmm. it's just, like, if only you smiled, you wouldn't be depressed anymore. It's, like, that kind of thing. So, another thing that she said when someone was, like, how do you do all this? She says, I started to believe that if I wanted it, all my dreams would come true. (laughs) She just manifests destiny to her own life. It's just a secret. (laughs) I don't need that, honey. It's just like, again, <laughs> total ignorance about the larger systems at place. Okay, let's Absolutely. go back to the boyfriend. Let's go back to the boyfriend. Okay, so after she realizes she's hot, she's in line at the dry cleaners, and she meets the world's most average white man, and I stand by that statement. Yeah. <laughs> the world's most average white man, and she thinks that he's trying to get her phone number when he's really just asking, like, what number in line yeah. she has, basically. And then, basically, they engage in this relationship where he, like, she gives him the number thinking he wanted it. He asks her out but also is still like sort of taken aback by her confidence that he clearly thinks is inappropriate for her looks which again amy schumer is a blonde white woman (laughs) who's not fat yeah but anyway so throughout their whole relationship he's basically like oh man hope she doesn't embarrass herself she doesn't look like what she thinks she looks like but she's so confident it is hot his movie outfit 
is the rainbow plaid shorts that the guy in my class I didn't like wore (laughs) junior year of high school and a graphic tee, which you described in the movie as disgusting but realistic but realistic just this garbage person is like why is she so confident it's like are I mean, you kidding he's me he's not bad he does he literally describes himself as a nice guy and says he like you know was obsessed with this girl from high school he just seems like extremely average he is nice it's like whatever i mean he was describing being friend zoned without saying the word friend zone yeah, yeah. so i don't trust him so but it but you know he's kind of he doesn't do anything wrong except for he's just like scared he literally says he's scared of her yeah and he, it's weird because I'm like, are you attracted to her? When they first went on the date, he was like, well, I'm too scared to not ask you out. Like, I, are you into her or are you, like, being bullied? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening? I do, okay, there, here's one moment I did like in the movie. Okay. Um, after their second date, they go back to, like, sleep together, basically. And then she just comes out, like, naked and he's like, whoa. And then she's like, I know. And I liked that, like, that that would have made me feel really bad if they'd leaned on it, mm-hmm. but they didn't. And then they go in, and he keeps turning off the light, and then she keeps turning it on, and like they show him being like, "Well, I didn't know if you'd want to see me." Yeah. And I liked that mo- that scene. <laughs> like a lot of my objections with the movie as a whole is that it shows her thinking people are hitting on her when they're not. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm-hmm. But like... I'm not even thin, and people hit on me all the time. Absolutely. Like, people hit on people all the time, like, not just on very beautiful people, quote-unquote very beautiful people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just present the fact that, like, the movie was trying to be like, if you're not Emily Ratajkowski, no one will ever hit on you. I couldn't believe she was in this. What? Why? Sorry. Like, people are attracted to other people, and, like, not just only hot, like, super hot people, again, quote-unquote. Anyways, I liked this scene because... He's genuinely like, wow, she's beautiful. I think what happened in their relationship is that basically she wore him down. Because first he was, like, taken aback by the confidence. And then another scene we'll discuss later, he was, like, worried about her. That people would think that she was, like, nuts or that she would be interpreted as ugly or whatever. And then after her confidence was able to, like, sway the room, he was like, now I'm into you. I don't... They're also, okay, I did note one scene that, not so much that I liked, but that I appreciated the uh art like the effort because here's what i'll say the movie is like noticeably noticeably under directed they're like, just like weird they set up the camera and let it roll and like walk away like it's yeah. very odd the way they're framing everyone just like there's no thought put into it and it also seems like a lot of the actors are just like fully phoning it in like yes, it just wasn't 100 but there's one scene that i was like okay this is a movie <laughs> which was so towards the end of the movie 
um, Amy Schumer hits her head again, and then now she's like, oh, no, I'm ugly again. Yeah. And then she's like, well, how do I get back to that, to that, like, psychosis where I felt like I was beautiful? <laughs> Let me try to hit my head again. So she goes back to Soul Cycle and is, like, in the same bike Chair. where she hit herself, yeah. where she hurt herself, and she's, like, desperately biking, and she's like, maybe I'll fall, maybe I'll fall, maybe I'll fall. And, like, that moment I did, I was like, okay, Amy, I see you. Like, she was acting in that moment. Yeah. And it also was like, okay, at the end of the day, I do understand that feeling, that, like, desperation of just like can I please see myself as beautiful I feel so bad about myself can I just have like one moment where I'm not like haunted by the body that I live in like I'm not there now but like I definitely was there as a teenager and so they totally depicted that moment of she's like I'll do anything I'll literally throw myself off this chair at soul cycle like can I please be beautiful and of course it does not work out for her and like unfortunately you'll have to live in your size 8 body I'm so sorry but I did relate to that moment and I think that I think it's an interesting depiction of a woman who's like five years before truly discovering body positivity and just being in a horrible cycle. It just really felt, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it felt like pretty half-baked to me as a whole. I mean, like, it, it, not, nothing most movies feels intentional. Anything no. that's cool or, like, interesting is, like, an it's accident. It's not cohesive <laughs> at no, all. No. I mean, there's also, like, the other things I liked. I really did like her costuming. She wore a lot of, like, uh, sl- complimentary pinks. Oh, absolutely. She was and, in color blocking, I Yeah, enjoyed, yeah. Off cute, the shoulder. Cute yellow pumps all the time. Love it. Um, I did, like, there's, like, one joke where she goes in for her, her big interview and like the bench to sit on in the waiting room is just a big log like a tree trunk mm-hmm. with branches sticking out that is commensurate with my experience in like <laughs> fancy businesses um just like weird ass seating but just her there's a scene where like emily at the end emily radikowski is like being broken up with and she's really sad about it and it her character is like you look like you and you got broken up with i hate you blah blah and it's like you're being weird. And, like, rude to this really nice model. Like, she's just, you know, it's just, like, it overall feels like the message of the movie is, like, pretty people are better and pretty people are treated better because they're pretty. And um, it's really unfortunate that not all of us can be pretty, but we can just, like, accept the best that we got. And, like, maybe if you were confident, <laughs> people would treat you like you were pretty. Exactly. Because think about it. Even if I'm, like, the most confident I ever have and, like, I'm feeling great and I'm in my jeggings or whatever, people are like, who's this black bitch? Right. <laughs> like, like, I'm still not, interpreted in the world. It's just not, it doesn't uh, at all kind of address the, like, structural things of that. Like, it doesn't no. ask the question, like, why do we consider this pretty? Yes. Like, why do we care about who is pretty? What is being pretty mean? Who decides what pretty is? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we building this up? No. You know what the I mean? The movie's not at all concerned with anyone else's experience other than hers. Even yeah. to the point where her friends are like, we're not subscribing to this like, They're like thing you're, you're trying being to rude. do. They're like, why are you being shitty to us? Yeah. And then, yeah, at a certain point when she's in her like hot mode or whatever, she basically calls her friends like ugly and like dumpy. Yeah. She's like, y'all should try to be hot girls like me. And they're basically. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's disrespectful. And that's, like, the message at the end is not, and she's beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. The message in the end is like, if you were only confident enough, you could overcome everything. <laughs> when, like, the way that she got stuff through being confident is that people were kind of weirded out, but also charmed because they saw a discrepancy between her appearance and her confidence. Yeah, and it it's was, like, not, interesting to them. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like she was confident and so she appeared beautiful. It's like she was confident and people were like, you're ugly, you shouldn't be confident. So I'll be interested in that. <laughs> totally. They're like, what's your deal? Yeah. They're like, let me hear more as a, as sort of a gag. Yeah, can I confidence my way into a small business loan? Yeah. Can I confidence <laughs> my way into a better title at work? I, I also, don't think so. It's very telling to me that it's 
bookended by soul cycle, which I feel like is exactly fake empowerment. <laughs> you're just like, pump your way to whatever, and you're not actually moving anywhere. Vaguely religious in that they were like, set an intention or whatever. Yeah, it's really, the movie <laughs> sure. really seemed like a bad AU mashup of Freaky Friday and Devil Wears Prada, but like without the charm of either movie. <laughs> it really was excruciatingly not charming to the point where Sophie, not even wearing a watch, is like looking at her wrist like, how much longer? <laughs> just so long. It, it was just trying. Me, it also just made me sad that it's like, wow, again, isn't it, isn't it wild that all these women like are trying to do things and they hate themselves or they love themselves? Either way is laughable. Yep. Like, I truly think that this movie is a great example of, like, the fundamental misunderstanding yeah. about what body positivity is. It's like, isn't it just, like, you don't care anymore and you're like, fuck it? It's like, no. <laughs> it's not you're like, fuck it. I don't know how it, we got to this place, but that's not what it is. But I think the interesting thing to me about this movie is that it really was marketed as, like, this is a movie on modern-day body positivity. And it's, like, the no, clean opposite yeah, yeah. <laughs> in every single way. Will people catch on? I'm not sure. I mean, there is a cool New York Times piece about how the movie is not interrogating the same systems that we're talking about, which I think is thoughtful. But I also think a lot of people will see this and, like, miss the point and be like, yeah, I shouldn't give a fuck. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You can give a fuck. I don't ultimately agree with everything in the article, Mm -hmm. but I found a couple quotes that I think sum up what we're saying. Here is one. The movie suggests that the only thing holding back regular-looking women, which... I have qualms with the word regular looking is their belief that looking regular holds them back at all. The that attitude puts the onus on individual women to improve their self-esteem instead of criticizing societal beauty standards writ large. The reality is that expectations for female appearances have never been higher. It's just become taboo to admit that. Um, the new beauty mantra mirrors corporate messaging around imposter syndrome and leaning in the idea that women's lack of confidence is holding them back from professional success, not discrimination. In fact, our culture's ideal woman is beautiful and modest. So then here's like the, the main thing that I think is missing from this is that this author still is just like, so there's nothing to do about it. And like the way that they (laughs) end is the only way I found to banish momentarily the shadow of the idealized self is to pay for it to go to go away with a Sephora shopping spree or a spin class where I'm like, how about just like do feminism? How about interrogate the system? (laughs) How about like work to tear it down? I don't know. How about uh, whatever. But like, I do think that a lot of what they say is good. They have a reference in there to our fave Shallow How. I'm glad that a mainstream outlet is not taking it at face value. Yeah. Because I think it would be easy to see the movie and just be like, that sounds good. Women should just have some more confidence. Yeah. And I also do think um, the movie doesn't even do a good job of what it's trying to do, which is not body positivity. What is it trying to do? That's my question for you. What is I, it attempting? I think it's trying to say, like, it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you're confident. But it matters what you look like, and that's the whole fucking point. Yeah, but I don't even think they're trying to say that. I think they're just <laughs> no, they trying to say, that. be confident. And I they don't even think they successfully say, be confident. Um, uh. And, like, also part of what this New York Times article says is, like, you know, despite the privileges that she has, she is not the mainstream look for Hollywood. That's true. That's Emily Ratajkowski is. Yeah. That, that, again, is the problem. Like, <laughs> it's not super inspiring to parse the differences between two rich, famous white women, you know? (laughs) Not at all. Like, I'm not super interested in that. As a documentary of how feminism is being co-opted to just sell products, I found it very compelling. (laughs) 
What a fresh hell this is. It is realistic about capitalism's yeah. interest in women's self-image for monetary gain. Yeah. I understand that. But, no. Honey, <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyways, um, we wanted to talk about this movie in context of um, Roxanne Gay's um, piece that came out last week. Um, at the end of her series for Medium about different kinds of bodies. What's this? It's called Unruly, unruly Bodies. bodies. Yeah. Um, she describes her body as unruly a lot in hunger. Um, and I do think it's like a nice descriptor. I think it is a, a really good way to describe the way that her body and other marginalized bodies don't stay within the confines of what society wants them to. So she wrote this piece where she basically talks about her decision to get weight loss surgery. So trigger warning, if you don't want to hear a discussion of that, that's about to happen now. Um, We are not going to get super into it because we are going to do an episode next season about weight loss and weight loss surgery and kind of talking about how those topics function within the body positive and fat positive communities. And so basically in the piece, she says like, um, it's really, really, really hard to live in like a black female, super fat body. And I got tired of it and I couldn't handle it anymore. And I got surgery and I'm really afraid of all things that might happen. I'm afraid of staying the same weight. I'm afraid of losing weight. I'm afraid of hurting like the fat positive movement. I'm afraid of never changing. I'm afraid basically just like the same really fraught emotions that made it hard to finish hunger are here. There's a lot of talk in the body positive community about like, you know, you can never lose weight, like you're blah, blah, blah. But like, I really think this is like the bleakest and realest discussion of how like no, being confident, like, wouldn't have helped Roxanne. Not get shouted at on the street. <laughs> like, not not face um, the struggles of, like, literally not having anything in the world fit her. Yes. Like, the way that people talk to her insultingly, the way that chairs and, like, accommodations don't work for her, the way that she deals with racism and misogyny, misogynoir, and fat phobia, just like she's also living in a queer body. Yeah, like it's just disrespect on every level. And the fact that there's just nothing about this movie's response to like pretty privilege that could have helped her. There's just no world where like I could look at what Roxanne Gay wrote and be like, well, if only you loved yourself more. No. Because loving yourself more is not going to make you, like, be comfortable on an airplane. It's not... Well, it's not going to make the world stop treating you shittily. No. It just doesn't. And, like, the, you know, fighting... Body positivity is about, like, fighting the good fight. It's about being, like, hey, friends and family, could you stop saying these things that are shitty and make my life harder? Like, hey, let's tweet at companies. Like, hey, let's work for legislation to make sure that, like, you know, fatness is included on, like, a... on In laws about Mm -hmm. how you can't discriminate. It's hard and it's struggling. And it's like a series of painful conversations asking people not to disrespect you. Absolutely. And none of that has to do with self-love or confidence. At all. (laughs) Um, Okay, so from this Roxanne piece, so earlier in the piece she describes the breaking point when she decided to have the surgery was she was at a grocery store in her hometown and some teen boys were just like treating her like shit. So here's a little excerpt from that piece. And again, it will be linked in the show notes. That incident in the parking lot was also an 
accumulation of frustrations and heartache I no longer wanted to carry. Doctors not taking me seriously and always trying to treat my weight before anything else, never fitting in spaces I wanted to be in, the obsessive rituals I developed around deciding if and how I could go out in public, feeling unfit and hating exercise because everything was so arduous, having such limited fashion options, the familial concern that was a yoke I couldn't ever get out from under, the societal concern that was a yoke I couldn't ever get out from under, the nagging worry that my weight would eventually come between me and the one person in my life who has never made me feel anything but good in my body, the nagging worry that eventually my luck would run out and all the terrible things that doctors had long been warning me about would come to pass. By the way, none of those things even have to do with the quote-unquote health reality of living in her body. No. Except for that very last thing. But but even that is like about the way the doctors treat her, not about any actual health response. Like I think a lot of people read the, her piece and they were like, yeah, see, she like finally, it's like she's going to feel so much better. Or like she's going to, you know, I just, I just hope enough people read it and see like her decision had nothing to do with health. It had to no. do with being tired and being broken down by the way the world treated her like that last sentence is the feeling of regardless of if you read all the studies and you know that like very you know complicated links between weight and all these other health concerns the feeling of walking to the doctor and having the doctor say over and over again you're gonna die you're gonna die you're gonna die will take a toll yeah regardless of if it's true or not especially when like and she also says this in the piece the doctor told me i wouldn't make it to this year the doctor told me i wouldn't make it to this year absolutely and the fact that doctors like look at weight before everything and don't examine any other issues you might actually be having imagine Roxane Gay watching that movie like what is she supposed to get from it I don't know I I really didn't like the way that like it's just not like questioned at all why Amy Schumer's character has such low Mm self-esteem like there's no reason given for it because if they had to look into it it'd be like the reason is this oppressive culture and actually (laughs) like you're positioned pretty well in it yeah this piece to me the Roxane Gay piece really like it's it's hard to read um and it's it's, it, it might be hard to read especially if you you know are one of our listeners who's had like any kind of disordered eating or like feelings about that or that kind of trauma in the past. But like, I just think in juxtaposition with this movie, it does the work for us of really bringing home how much the movie ignores structural problems that are actually causing people to be insecure and how being insecure is like a byproduct of a lack of justice for differently sized bodies and, and racism, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And how like, just a shining example of how um, white thin privilege is bad even for white thin women because it tells even them that they're not good enough. You know what I mean? And imagine, imagine a world where if Amy Schumer feels this bad about herself, if the movie could just take a moment to just pivot to literally anyone else's experience. Yeah. It might have been just a tablespoon more nuance in even, a way that would have been interesting. Yeah. I'm way more interested. Again, I'm way more interested in Nady Bryant's character. Yeah. She's, she's cute. <laughs> she's cute. And she's just she's going confident. on a date. Also, she's confident. Like, the way that the movie defines confidence is such a narrow interpretation. Yeah. Like, 80s actually, like, no, I'm cute. This yeah. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just really irritating. Okay, my final question for you, though, Soph. Yeah. Fix it. Like, what's your romantic comedy about body positivity? Maybe, like, what Nicole Byer is doing, but, like, as a rom-com, because she's not really doing a rom-com. She's doing, like, a comedy just like someone fat or plus size who like 
acknowledges the struggles that that brings, Mm -hmm. but feels confident and loves herself because she acknowledges the bullshit of the, like, system as the outside of her instead of feeling confident because of the times she can approximate those systems. Or feeling confident by deluding herself into thinking that systems don't exist. Yeah. Um, the, like, the fat girl who works in the lunchroom at this made-up beauty company. Okay. But she has, like, a nice boyfriend, and she goes home and, like, makes fun of how everyone acts, and then she, like, starts an Etsy store with, like, locally sourced, um, (laughs) oils or something. I love this. Like, hand-stitching, body-positive sayings. And then, like, um, the CEO of the company is, like, um, I found this very exclusive something and it's her thing and then she's like it's me (laughs) i love that a fat entrepreneur making her own art and coming up against those systems that oppress us and then they're like can we make you part of our company and she's like no it's like i'll work for the man yeah mine's called like so good and it's (laughs) s-e-w freaking nerd um okay my Body positive romantic comedy. Let's see. So I would love to see a movie where it's like a black fat woman starts like a dance studio for only fat black women. And she helps them on their journey. Because I think it's it's like unreasonable to be like, I don't want to see anybody who's not fully baked body positive on screen. Right. But I just want to see a depiction of it that's like realistic and that, again, acknowledges like the reality of the situation. So I'd love if they're like, if the movie would be like, hey, you can, you know, you live in these systems that are chains. Hello, we're living in chains. Um, <laughs> you can have agency and like enjoy your body in this space that I've created for you. My haven. That's awesome. I would love that. What would it be called? Oh, God. It would be called uh, Courtney's Curves. Oof. April. (laughs) That's the TLC reality show version of it. I'm sorry. That's not a movie title. I'm so sorry. I'm not good at titles. I did not name this very podcast. Wow. (laughs) I cannot. Yeah. I mean, I just would love to see any kind of scene where someone feels bad about themselves but still sticks to their values yes. <laughs> like i just want to see the the separation between body positivity and self-love because it's conflated in every single narrative i've ever seen seriously <laughs> um okay i think that's the meat of it for this week and we've solved what we think of i feel pretty so please never ask me again <laughs> we did this for you <laughs> you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Home Chef, a meal kit delivery service. Do you love eating but struggle with all the steps leading up to it? Namely, finding a recipe, doing the grocery shopping, and then the actual preparation of the food? If that sounds like you and me, then Home Chef has got you covered. Each week, you get to choose from 11 fresh recipes featuring steak, chicken, pork, fish, vegetarian, and beyond. The best part is you set your preferences to include only the things you want to eat, ensuring that you'll love everything in your box. I love how easy to follow their recipe cards are. They ship you everything you need to make a super yummy meal in no time. Don't forget to make them look pretty for Instagram. My favorite Home Chef meal so far has been the potsticker burgers with spicy Asian slaw and a side of sesame ginger salad. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. 
just thinking about it. It's delicious. It was delicious, and I was able to make it in 30 minutes, less time than an episode of Real Housewives of New York. Home Chef makes a home-cooked meal the highlight of our day, which is really saying something for me, a terrible cook. Visit homechef.com SAF and enter SAF at checkout for $30 off your first order. Again, save $30 on your first order with promo code SAF at homechef.com SAF. All right. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at FYI at she'sallfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Um, I'm calling for some stories, advice, thoughts from your life and your knowledge about dropping non-woke friends. Usually I'm all on that train of educating and um, calling people out. This is a really old friend. She dropped some major truth bombs about really not being on the body positivity train and also um, having some very challenging thoughts on um, LGBTQ community and um black lives matter and she's also very stubborn i don't think i can change or educate her so please let me know how to do this gently i, l- I love your opinions or stories and how you've done this in your lives to protect yourself um and surround yourself with good stuff anyways thanks so much bye <laughs> i forgot love about that a hannah on the go gotta oh answer the God. door right this moment iconic i love it I love a Hannah on the go to the doorbell. Absolutely. <laughs> I love a Hannah with with people coming over. A sought after Hannah. <laughs> May you preach. Oh my goodness. Um, I totally relate to this Hannah. I, okay, <laughs> keeping it 100% funky. I have had a bad habit in the past of like when friendships get tricky, just like fully piecing out. <laughs> I can't believe you. It's so rude. Ghosting is not acceptable and very not chill vibes. I know it's not chill vibes, but I'm being fully honest about who I have been in the past because the reality is having a hard conversation with a friend about like, okay, listen, this is what I need from you. You're not giving me that. And so either you are open to change or I'm dipping is really hard. And so like, I totally acknowledge, I'm happy that this Hannah is like, seeking advice instead of just like exiting stage left which is what teen april perhaps would have done so here we here we are um i would say you've already acknowledged that this this um friend of yours is super stubborn so i would say basically you have to decide where your line is are you comfortable being friends with someone who is not even open to hearing you out clearly not open to change and that would require like years of emotional labor to like maybe make into a more <laughs> like reasonable person yeah are you willing to do that you definitely don't have to you definitely don't owe anyone like shaping into being a better human being especially if you feel like the friendship is not like reciprocal or it's like draining onto you so i would say it's more about you you decide where your line is and then have a conversation with this friend about how they they can't they can't be in your life right now because they're causing you too much pain basically yeah i'm not someone who's like blood's thicker than water like you know what i mean i think like my chosen my chosen family is my friends a lot of the time i don't know i mean um the further this hannah went into the things that she was uncomfortable she was like well i'm kind of bad about this and also this and also black lives matter and also i was just like yikes yeah yikes yikes um i find it uh and i don't know exactly what this says but i find it easier to forgive when people are not super body positive than when they're racist 
I, yeah, me too. Because because honestly, like again, being early in your body positive journey, it sounds like self-hating and like a little fat phobic yeah. not that it's excusable but that i understand it and i know myself yeah. and other people who have gone on that journey and been able to change and, yeah but i don't like, know that yeah. many people I know, I know a couple people who were questioning of black lives matter and then have moved forward but also i mean this hannah mentioned in their letter they're a person of color if you're a person of color like not your responsibility that. that's what you i'm don't saying have to do this. well that's why i personally feel like I'm like, I got to talk about this. I have, it's my responsibility to talk about this with mm-hmm. a friend. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We are all going to be making stumbles and mistakes that do hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And the best thing we can do is just try to listen and be corrected on them and, and agree and then move forward, you know? And like, also if your friends or if people are hurtful to you because of things that they say or do, and you decide that that's enough to cut them out, that's also fine. But like, the point is not to have like, you know, the the friend squad with the highest level of woke approved <laughs> you know what i mean cuz once again it's just not realistic well, well it's just not like being a feminist and being you know justice oriented is not performative no. and so somebody can be slightly problematic in some ways and you still are like i think they're a good person and they're working on this or they're working on that or like whatever you also can like choose to place friends back into the acquaintance corner Mm -hmm. like it's totally acceptable to have a questioning conversation with someone for example and it feels a little uncomfortable and then you're like great we're just not going to talk about things anymore you don't have to say that that's a less dramatic because because the alternate is if you want to fully cut them out you have to like sit down with them, and do say, a whole thing, do a whole thing, your say like exactly it's gonna be awkward. it's gonna be awkward. I mean, I'm sure you've already considered this. You have to say this is where I am in my in my life, and this is why I'm looking for a friend, and this is why you don't measure up, and this is why I don't want you right. in my life. I think it's also like an acceptable response, depending on situations, to hang out less with this person, yeah, make choices not to be around them if they're hurting you and others, and if they sense a disturbance in the force and they like want to talk to you about it then just be honest if you can. You know, maybe they're just like an old friend and they've just been around forever. And I also understand that. Like, I understand the value of those people in your lives. It's just like, is it worth it? And is it worth how much it hurts you? So if she becomes a going out friend, that's fine. That's cool. I mean, don't be alone with them at a bar and get drunk. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't trust trust her. her. (laughs) But yeah. And keep us posted, Hannah. I mean, friendship, honestly, we've talked about this before. Like, a friendship breakup or, like, friendship, like, any awkwardness or tension or whatever can be just as painful as any other relationship. So like I get that. I so get the distress of being like, Oh my God, I'm putting off having to break up with this friend. I've been there before. Please keep us posted on how this ends up going, Hannah. And we're with you. Good luck. We see you. Good, Good luck. luck. Friendship drama sucks. We see you. Okay. That's it. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment that varies from intense discussions about racial politics in the United States to a detailed explanation of what exactly dry shampoo is. We'll find the answers to our burning questions like, what is the Black National Anthem and how do so many Black people know the words? Or please explain space cowboy? Which one? Casey Musgraves. April. All right, I'm ready. Um, okay, so before the recording tonight, we had, like, an interesting discussion about... Why did it start? Why did this discussion start? Oh, because someone in the Facebook group, two, what I assume are white women... Oh, yeah. ...were calling each other articulate in the comments, and I was like, oh, how refreshing to see white people call each other articulate, whereas usually it's being used towards me to mean, oh, 
so notable how she's not making monkey noises. How articulate. Um, <laughs> Which offends me to my core. Well, of course. But I, I also, I, like, just noted that I have seen in many of the, like, writing Facebook groups I'm in, um, white women, older white women especially, get in trouble for saying articulate to black women. And just, like, you and I were kind of talking about how, like, even though I, like, I'm obviously not trying to say it's never used as a microaggression or that it never comes from, like, a racist place, but it just is funny to me that you noted them saying it to each other as if that's out of the norm, mm-hmm. whereas in my experience, white women call each other articulate all the time, and a lot of times I think when white women say it to black women in the context that I have seen, again, this is, like, in context of, people like, white women who are writers who care about words, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're just, like, being complimentary genuinely about the way someone phrases something. Yes. Because I was describing, like, I, I remember first noticing this in college. In, like, a discussion section, a white girl would say some, some like, cohesive sentence. <laughs> and then another white girl would be like, well said. Wow, you said that really well. Like, I totally understand what you meant. And then yeah. another one was like, really? Like, I didn't even know. Do you think it made sense? Like, I wasn't sure. <laughs> and they would, like, compliment each other on making yeah. sense. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I never understood it. I mean, that's, like, a very real thing. Um, So I was wondering, like, what are some other white woman-specific microaggressions? Because I think... I think I probably know about a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I want to either be like, oh, we say that to each other too. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, okay, now I know to cross this off to okay. do. I feel like I know obvious like touching hair ones. Touching but. hair ones. So I used to work at Victoria's Secret through high school, which was a nightmare. Um, but when <laughs> we had sales goals at Victoria's Secret, so every hour you're supposed to sell like X amount of bras. And Great. I had this um, boss who was this tiny little white lady, and she was just so irritating to me. And whenever I went, we have to wear um, headsets so we can all hear each other and talk to each other. So whenever I would hit my sales goal, she would get on the headset and say, you go, girl, to me <laughs> and me only. Only you. <laughs> not to any other white girl. Not oh. to Kelsey. Not to Stacey. Not to Abby. <laughs> Nobody. Just me. And so from then on, I've always associated, like, you go, girl, or like, mm-hmm, like, all that shit. It's like, absolutely not. But I have I've seen white women say like you go girl to each other but yeah. when someone says it to, when a white woman says it to me i'm just like fuck you we're not <laughs> sister girls we're not cool oh my god <laughs> like i get so irritated by that it's like you go girl and like sister friend <laughs> like being called sister or sister friend or whatever it's just, just like over familiarity well, that's clearly like a- appropriation that too seems, i would say yeah i would say that's just it's too much but yeah for me it's like do not say you go girl to me dang <laughs> like, Cannot. Okay, I just have to say both of these things are, like, um, encouragement. <laughs> it's like, basically, I don't want any white woman to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you In really set way. yourself up badly. I know, I really did. <laughs> I really did with is this very show. Is it just encouragement or, like, approval is very easy to come across as, like... It's like patronizing. patronizing. It sounds patronizing. And also my impression is that they think I'll I'm welcome. Like I will welcome this like encouragement. Whereas my mindset is like, uh-uh. <laughs> like I do not need your encouragement. Like I'm fine. But they're like when my boss used to say you go girl, she thought as if I would be like, Yep, I did well. I got a you go girl. I'm doing great. And I was like, fuck <laughs> okay. you, I'm trying to sell these bras so I can leave. Well that's clearly I mean, that's much more clear to me because she didn't say it to anyone else and the specific arena like it's very blatant yes it's very blatant but if she had said you go girl to everyone would you still have been as pissed i think i still would have been irritated not (laughs) as pissed but i think i still would have been irritated because yeah i think it's just the assumption that i am waiting for your approval (laughs) when the reality is 
No. That's really rough. I, I <laughs> want to be complimentary to people. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally understand the instinct, especially noting that, like, inter-white lady conversations, it's the it's same 90% words. It's 90% you go, girl, that was articulate. Yeah, I, I, it's so interesting. And the thing <laughs> is, also, inter-black woman conversations, it's not like we aren't encouraging each other. It just sounds different coming from a white mouth. <laughs> like, I'm like, leave me alone. Like, I'm going to tell me I hit the sales goal, Kelsey, I got it. <laughs> Even though she was my boss. Like, <laughs> I was just like, fuck you. She's <laughs> not open to it at all. Damn. So I think I think there are ways. And the thing is, you wouldn't know this unless you get called out. No. But I think that if you do get called out, like, you can still encourage someone but find a synonym. Like, okay, you go girl was my trigger, right? But if she would have said, like, great job, <laughs> that would have been fine. My personal check with whether something is going to sound like A-V-E mm-hmm. is to see um, think in my head, would this fit in to, um, something that one of the muses in Hercules would say? <laughs> and if it is, then you can't then say, I don't it. say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I look just like the little chubby one too. Like I literally, Perfect. in my head, it goes, we are the muses. And then they start doing the like shimmy. And then I'm yeah. like, would they say this? <laughs> I shouldn't say it. I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, not trying to erase the real times it's racist, but I think there's a lot of times when we say things and we just have no idea why it would piss you off. I just want to tell people I think there's other women look cool. <laughs> I just want to be like, you look really cool. I mean, there's definitely a way to do it, but I, I do also experience that defensiveness or like if people ever compliment. I don't even think it's defensiveness. Know. Even it's just, a, I do get sometimes a strong feeling of like, who asked you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, sorry. Just like thought you Dang. looked cool. Dang. But like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Just sucks. It not for me in general. It sucks that racism and slavery have occurred. And we're circling back to slavery. <laughs> Interesting. We always do. But would you be like, white women don't talk to black women? No, I would just say literally find a synonym. Like, there are specific, like, with something, like, articulate. If you oh, get called out. Oh, but I don't mean down, for that. I no. mean, like, should I just not t- compliment black women? I don't know. I mean, I think you can compliment people, but... Again, like, like if, if a man asked me, should I just not compliment women I don't I'd know, be I'd like, be like, yeah, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, don't. <laughs> no, so, but, like, no, but it is different woman to woman. But I think it's just, like somehow find a way to compliment a black woman while removing the assumption that she doesn't already know that. Because sometimes some people like point to me and be like, oh, your outfit's cool. Saying it to me as if it's like, it would never occurred to me that I look cool. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh. where they could be like, digging that outfit. You know what I mean? Instead of saying like, your outfit's cool. <laughs> it's like, I know that. What the fuck? What's the difference between... (laughs) Because digging that outfit is, that's my opinion, and your outfit's cool is definitively telling you something that you didn't ask to be told. Okay, well, once again, digging that outfit is something that does not pass the muse sniff test, so I could not say that. Fine, okay, okay, how would you say it? Dang, yeah, they're all AAV. Sorry, unfortunately, I'm black, because I was going to say, really feeling that look. I can't say that. I cannot say that. Just be like, like, I love that dress. Literally, I love that dress is better than that dress is cool. Because it's like, that dress is cool. It's such a definitive statement. Like, as if your opinion is mandate. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I love your dress. I would always be receptive to that. But, okay, you know. I'll think on this more. But it's also like, sometimes it doesn't even matter the words. It just, the positionality will dictate how I interpret it. There's definitely like a weird... Uh, navigation of like how things feel when yeah. they're when they're said that's like hard to sense and again why I think most of these things I'm talking about with articulate have happened on Facebook because mm-hmm. it's impossible to read tone and so of course why wouldn't black women react that way yeah. to any white woman saying that like it's impossible to tell anything 
like with articulates like that's established but sometimes a white woman will say something and it just bothers me and i'm not sure why i mean that's fine too i feel that way about men yeah exactly and again i don't want it to be like what am i allowed to do i just want (laughs) to know more about what comes across weird because i think a lot of it white women are not aware of how we come across in certain situations Mm -hmm. because we're not facing the same thing literally i hate to keep making this comparison but the same way that i think a lot of men just have no idea how they come across no not at all like following me down a dark alley and they're like yeah exactly (laughs) i think a lot of white women things are that way as well Jeez. and i'm interested in how to learn more because it's not like there's like the white woman's guide to microaggressions don't do these things there should be oh my goodness teen vogue get on it right (laughs) do it that'd be a great article and if they are ever talked about it's like everyone knows not to do this (laughs) i'm like no they don't that's why they do it exactly they don't know yeah they need a guide i'll think on more i'm sure there's there's many and that's our show Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. And we really want to be worthy. Please. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. For this week's episode, we will eventually post more information, resources, and readings about Amy Schumer just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wertel. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Sorry, you sound like you're like choking back tears. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'll say it again. I'm so sorry. I'll say it again. <laughs> if you want to, yes. <laughs> I heard it as well. Tears. I heard it as well. I'll say it again. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.